Chris, you gotta dig faster, man. The Javitos are coming. I'm digging as fast as I freaking can. Why don't you help? I am. Wait, look, your foot. Oh, oh, I think we hit something. Hold on one second. Careful, careful. Oh, okay, okay. Jeez, <coughs> that's right in my face, you idiot. Oh my god. Eric, we found it. No way. Have you ever heard of a movie series filled with adventure, action, intrigue, suspense, packed into one amazing ride? I know, I know. Just open it up carefully. I have to see it. Let me see. Okay. It's as beautiful as I remembered. You know how long we've been looking for this? All our lives. All our lives. Chris, are you ready to take this adventure again? But this time, in a much spookier path? There's nothing I've been more ready for my entire life. Let's, Let's go. go. I am Dracula. What's the boogeyman? It's just swimming with bow-legged women. Happy Halloween! Happy 2018, Chris. Happy 2018, Mr. Eric. I can't believe this is our first episode of the year. You're doing power fists as I you're am. saying I am. I'm excited. I'm excited, excited too. We got a good year coming up and we got some good podcasts planned and I'm excited to record. Plus other things. My life is shit right now. I can second that. My truck got repoed, but it's okay. You know why? Because the topic we are speaking about today is one that me and you have been fans since we were kids. Mm-hmm. You longer than me. And your fandom, like usual, is very extra. You uh, you go to very extra. You, you do extra on this topic of ours. Oh yeah, a little too much. So would you say that, Chris, that Indiana Jones is your pinnacle for your fandom? I would definitely say that Indiana Jones is probably just the tops for me. Ever since we were friends, it's always been one of the things that you bring out when everybody talks about fandom and whatever i remember breaking out my whip to you it was longer than i expected yeah and it was tighter too and it's a little bit darker and i mean you were you were afraid at first let's face it when you were whipping it at my face i was really afraid i was cutting the mouth well you oiled it really well before that's why i was able to make such cracking oh my god that's such a good crack but Indiana Jones is is definitely a subject that we've bonded over. We talk a lot about horror during this podcast, which is the point of it. But we are focusing on horror in other subjects. Something that we really want to explore is basically going back to our childhood, movies that are not horror-centric, and finding those spooky moments. Oh, definitely. There are so many creepy, scary horror moments and elements throughout the Indiana Jones franchise that's what we're going to be talking about in this very episode would you like to get started with me eric crack that whip chris
get started here, I gotta ask you, what is your favorite? I think I know the answer, but just like mm. Star Wars, pretty much every year you get older, it always changes. For you, what is your favorite Indiana Jones film? Currently, in the year 2018, my mm-hmm. favorite Indiana Jones film, uh, I'm gonna have to go with... If you say Crystal Skull, I will waterboard No, you. no, no, I'm not gonna say Crystal Skull. Uh, it will be in 20 years. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go with, right now I'm feeling Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, it used to be Temple. It was Temple for a very long time. We recently rewatched Temple. Yeah. And I enjoyed it, but I just felt the impact a lot more from Raiders of the Lost Ark. And when people ask me what my favorite movie is, I just always, my go-to answer is just Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's a movie everybody knows. It's a movie most people like. Simple. I like it. What would you say is your favorite Indiana Jones film? I would say, with 2018 views, that uh, The Last Crusade is my favorite. I'm sure it will change in six months. But the back and forth with the father, I, I'm feeling that currently in my life right now. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of specters around. <laughs> Why is it that fat people always experience supernatural activity? That's the question I want answered. No disrespect. Hey, all right, so Last Crusade, the um, the father uh, relationship, that really hits home for me in 2018. Last Crusade is, is the perfect yeah. action-adventure, like, family movie. I think out of all of them, it's the most heroic film. Ooh, yes, that's a very astute observation. When you said you think you know what my favorite Indiana Jones film is, did you think it was Raiders of the Lost Ark right now? Yeah, I figured. <laughs> your Your views are kind of like mine. It was either... Hey, we should do a podcast. I don't know. If, I don't think we should do a podcast. No, you're right. No one listens anyways. So we both liked Temple of Doom for the longest time. Why do you think that changed? So I like Temple of Doom because of the uh, how dark it is when I was younger. I mean, we're not that old, but we mature faster than the rest of the world, apparently. <laughs> we do. Uh, <laughs> I'm at about a stellar 63 right now. <laughs> Better than me, I'm at a, a ripe old 74. Stop the years, it's the mileage. Now, I like a little bit of hope in the movies. Yeah. Especially when it comes to, like, an Indiana Jones movie. So, I, of course, I can separate horror, action films, drama. So, in Indiana Jones, I want a happy ending. I want good guys win. Last Crusade is, we, we get that. A Temple of Doom, child slavery still happened. Child beatings still happened. Child murders still happened. Though Indy freed everyone he could, all that shit still happened. Yeah. Last Crusade... There's no, like, afterthought where you're like, oh, man, I wish this person lived. Or No. Everyone that died was a scumbag. Bad guys lost, good guys won. And they, right rode off off, they literally rode off into the sunset. <laughs> they literally did. Beautiful. It was beautiful. On Wednesday, May 24th, Paramount Pictures invites you to have the adventure of your life. Dad! Oh, Dad! Oh. Keeping up with the Joneses. Are you crazy? Don't go between them! Go between them! Are you crazy? Harrison Ford, Sean Connery. You call this archaeology? Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, rated PG-13. Starts Wednesday, May 24th at theaters everywhere. But now that we talk about sort of the hopefulness that the Indiana Jones franchise has given us, do you think we can go ahead and talk about some of the horrific elements that it brought us as well? Absolutely. I think you should list one, I'll list one. Rock, paper, scissors. Who goes first? Okay. Rock, Rock, paper, paper, scissors. scissors. I think you go rock, paper, scissors, go. Or how do you do it? Well, rock, rock paper, paper, scissors, go. Rock, paper, scissors, go. Rock, paper, scissors, go. Rock, paper, scissors, go. You smashed me. 
Yeah, so you go first. No, you beat me. No, but yeah, but I choose, so I don't want to go first. Oh, I see. Very dangerous. You go first. Ever feel like you've forgotten something? Fuel? Maybe it's because you haven't been to McDonald's yet for your own original Indiana Jones videos. Just $5.99 each with the purchase of any large sandwich all day long. Drop into McDonald's today and get an indie video for just $5.99 each. The best price ever with the purchase of any large sandwich any time of day. Collect all three. Just stop by McDonald's and ask for today's video. That wasn't so bad, was it? If you don't hurry, it could be. I'm going to dip. I think we're going to like really pick apart Temple, which is awesome and yes. exactly what I want to do. So one of the scenes in the movie that really got me was when uh, when Indy's fighting the, in the mine, the uh, the main guard, the huge guy played Thug, by... The thuggy, the big thuggy. The big thuggy, played by... Pat Roach. Who's always the, the, big, the big, guy. big guy in all the indie films that <laughs> yeah. Indy has to fight. So when he's fighting uh, Thuggy Pat Roach on the conveyor belt and Pat Roach's, Thuggy Pat Roach's, the scarf gets stuck inside the rock the, grinder. The oh. rock grinder. It was so fucking terrifying because you knew that he was going to get smashed. But then also the way Indy reacted. Indy was actually trying to help him despite being, you know, almost getting murdered no, by him. No, he wasn't. Him. Yeah, he was. He tried to grab him, and he tried to grab the the rope and try to pull him down. The thuggy guard was grabbing Indy to try and help. Yes, and Indy was trying to grab him no, to it, pull him. Watch the scene. I Indy's did. fucking pulling his arms, pulling Pat Roach's arms off of him. He fucking wants him to die. Pat Roach grabs the the pulley, and Indy jumps to up into the pulley and tries to pull it down. Because he doesn't want him to take the rope because he wants him to die. I don't think so. Mm, this is a good disagreement we have about this scene. I think we should so watch, you think watch in, the clip. You think Indy is a is a nicer guy. Indy doesn't want to see a human being being... You think he just doesn't want to witness the horror. Yeah, <laughs> it happened. It was absolutely, like, brutal. The screaming, the, the gurgling, the crunching. <laughs> it was disgusting. And even, like, I love that they showed... You know, they showed Short Round and, and uh, Willie, other reactions. It was... You knew that... The other side of that grinder looked like a used tampon. If we could stick on Temple of Doom for... A little bit. I'm going to name something very subtle okay. that a lot of people may not realize when they watch Temple of Doom. So there's this scene where we see the big sacrifice that everybody knows, Kali Ma. And Indy sees the Shankara stones and he knows that's what he needs to bring back to the village. And he makes his way down there with his trusty bullwhip and he grabs one of the stones and he's going to take them. And then he hears screaming. He hears children screaming and he looks up to sort of the ceiling of the, the giant cave that they're in. The skull cave? Yeah, the skull cave that they're in. And there are... There's human skin hung as decoration throughout the cave windows or whatever they are. So, like, there's cave openings yeah. with light. And they have human skin. I, I'm Googling this flapping I don't in the wind. remember ever paying attention to that. Let me see this human skin. Oh, my God! Are you seeing it? You, you see are it? not kidding. There is stretched out Texas Chainsaw Massacre 
skin. Skin suits. Yeah. So the whole thing that I thought was, okay, that whole scene leads into Indy discovering the child slavery ring. So does that mean they skin children? Yes. Is that children's skin? Is that is that, that adult skin that I would stumbled say, upon? Judging what we know, let's, let's play with the facts here. They use the children as slaves. They use the children, you know, for their sacrifices. Obviously, they use that older, the gentleman that got his heart ripped out. Yes. He was an older child slave. I would say he was in, like, the teens because he's probably healthier, so they needed a healthier heart for Shiva. So yeah, basically. So this is so that's what adds to what I'm saying is that Indy totally killed that thuggy guard, and he totally did not help him getting crushed by a rock crusher, because he's first seen that dude whipping kids, and now he sees the fact that they're skinning kids, whipping kids, using them for slavery. Indiana Jones doesn't give a shit that some thuggy guard is being crushed by a rock crusher. You know he what? wants him to. You're die. right. You know what? You're right because Tap that out. badass scene when Willie finally frees him. And uh, Willie's like, let's get out of here. And he's like, all of us. And there's that the most oh. heroic scene. Crusade is the most heroic movie. But that scene when he was just poised, ready to, with that fucking look in his eyes. When those kids pull up the cart, the light hits his face. You knew he was going to kill some motherfuckers. My favorite thing was hearing the classic Indiana Jones punch. And, and that thuggy guard flew Across he the did. room, he flew across power the room. Punch from it Jones. was a power punch. Yes, he was pissed. That and, was yeah. That yeah. scene is freaking beautiful. And all the children yeah, get inspired and they start revolting. In one of the the expanded uh, books, those kids, one of those kids is mentioned, and he ends up starting the first Seven Eleven because of Indiana Jones. <laughs> Give me a, give me a, give me another scene from Temple here that I like this Temple thing going. Something we can go back and forth on. Yeah, the dinner sequence. Mm, talk about something to munch. One of the most disgusting scenes in Temple of Doom is the dinner sequence. We all know that, but for me, even to this day, I get the I get spider pimples. <laughs> <laughs> I get goose flesh. The when they cut open the snake. Mm. And the eels come out, or the baby snakes, which I think is just eels, and the squeaking noise they make, and they're alive, and they're and they're slimy, and they're blind, and they're just going all over the place, and they make that creepy noise. Chris, play that clip. Well, I suppose stories of the thuggy die hard. Not worried, Mr. Prime Minister, just, uh, just um, interested. That's disgusting. That is absolutely fucking disgusting. Some brief context for people who haven't seen the Indiana Jones films. I highly advise that you see the movies. It's got everything. And Child some... beatings, bugs, <laughs> brains. Decapitation, everything. Skin flaps, everything you could possibly want. And in the scene Eric is referencing, Indiana Jones stumbles upon Pankot Palace because... He's going to get the Shankara stones. They are treated to a n- nice dinner. 
And in a very... Right, so, which you think is going to be a luxurious dinner because yeah. you have the Maharajis coming. Yeah. You have all the dignitaries from Britain. And they are served pretty much course after course of horrific, disgusting food. I mean, it, which is... It, it started off funny because eventually Willie Scott and... I mean, short round, they're having a nightmare watching this. Indy's used to this disgustingness. One of the funniest scenes is uh, when Willie's like, do you have something simple like soup? And uh, the That's guy, the most ridiculous. Yeah, and then the guy comes with a soup, which looks like tomato soup. Yes. And uh, they smell it, and uh, Short Round and Willie smell it. They're in ecstasy. She digs her, her spoon in there, and lo and behold, eyeball soup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, okay, I know that none of these none of these meals are really historically accurate. The, e- the beetle one, snake. when they sucked the yeah. beetle juice as an appetizer, I, oh, yeah. so they pulled the thorax out beetle and they suck the guts out of it <laughs> that coupled with the monkey brains oh chilled and, monkey brains but i think out of all that i think the eyeball soup is <laughs> we're venturing into almost it almost reminded me of like the dinner scene from brain dead over the top yeah so that's like spielberg's uh fun fact for you that just fi- obviously those fake uh sticky eyeballs yes where you can just stick them and she had a scoop really hard because they wouldn't surface. Oh, so yeah, so she that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Also, the snake that you mentioned; those were baby eels. Those were baby eels. Those were baby eels inside of the snake. That's oh, just the noise they made. But yeah, they did an excellent job with that. Um, I know we basically in a rush covered all that dinner scene. The chilled monkey brains is fucking disgusting, and that and that was actually what raspberry custard. Yes, was it was raspberry brains. custard. Yes, yes. Spielberg says that in the making of. On that note, let's move on. Chilled monkey brain. So sort of my last point here with the Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. It's something that you kind of take for granted when you watch. So they capture Indiana Jones halfway through the movie. Spoilers. It's been over 30 years, I assume you've seen the movie. And they give him the, the blood to drink. So he can go into the black sleep and wake up as part of the Kali Ma and essentially be a brainwashed Temple of Doom guard and do their evil bidding. Their plan is to have him drink from this drink Ugh. this blood. Drinking blood, it's like, okay, that's gross, whatever. But what's fucked up is that, like, Molaram, the head chief there for... The head for dick. <laughs> the thuggy, yeah. He gives Indiana Jones the blood in a rotting zombie head is all I can call it. It looks like it's not a skull. It's not a cool skull cup. It's a skull that still has flesh on it yeah and some hair and it's like still rotting and they pour the blood out of its mouth into your mouth indiana jones 5 he finds out he has aids (laughs) hiv dies gets a little bit too real in indy yeah that's disgusting and uh the blood obviously that was shot in 35 millimeter and the because you get to see getting poured in his mouth and it was really dark like a wine yes it looked like you can almost taste it disgusting and all these things we're talking about is very corny. If it was any other movie, and if Spielberg wasn't doing it, it would be really corny. All these things that Spielberg and Lucas came up with are kind of cheesy. Like, oh, he drinks blood, and then there's bugs and, ju- and, and brains that they have to eat, and there's skin suits flapping in the... Yeah, yeah. But it works, and it's terrifying in the context of Indiana Jones. So Temple of Doom, Eric, obviously, probably the most horror-related Indiana Jones movie definitely the most violent we didn't even mention the very famous heart-ripping scene because i feel like we don't need to it's a scene everybody knows 
the skewering scene in the beginning of the movie when uh, Indy throws a meat skewer of pigeons through, <laughs> through yeah. the, uh, the bad guy. Or when they first discover that they're close to the Temple of Doom and there is just a statue with ears and fingers yeah, all yeah. over it. If you're a horror fan, I know, I mean, we're a horror podcast. We bring in horror listeners. Check out Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and watch out for these horror elements that we've discussed. It is a far more disturbing story than you might remember, and there is a lot more horror elements in it. There's a lot more fucked up things that aren't necessarily touched on that's sort of a blink and you'll miss elements in these scenes. Right. It's just like, what the fuck was that? I mean, there's a reason why it was... PG-13 was created for Temple. Yes. He makes discoveries. Enemies. Even a few mistakes. But that's what makes life interesting. For Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford. Oh, Indy. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Rated PG. Starts Wednesday at a theater near you. Check newspapers. All right, Eric, next on our adventure into the Indiana Jones saga, we have Raiders of the Lost Ark, which we didn't necessarily do this in order, but, I mean, Temple of Doom technically is a prequel. Absolutely. So we are going in order. A lot of people don't realize that. There is a timeline to follow in the uh, indie franchise. Yes. So let's start with Raiders of the Lost Ark, this year's current favorite for me personally. And let's talk about some spooky elements in this masterpiece of a film. Make your holiday a season to remember. Join a team of romantic adventurers in a race for lost treasure. From the jungles of Peru... To the streets of Cairo, from the greed of the pharaohs, to the wrath of God, this holiday, see the number one movie hit of the year, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now showing its selected theaters in the Dallas Fort Worth. I think I took charge of uh, Temple, you uh, take charge of Raiders. One of the scenes with the strongest horror elements in Raiders of the Lost Ark, for me personally, has to be Marion Ravenwood stumbling upon the bevy of mummies inside the Well of Souls. The Well of Souls and the snakes, too. Yes, the snakes and the mummies. Those those are something that are so prevalent in early universal horror monster movies. Every single mummy movie come to fruition i mean the fact that (laughs) i love the when the music basically kind of goes into a scream yes that's fantastic how they did that i remember watching the behind the scenes footage of that and karen ellen who plays marion was saying how shooting that scene because she kind of they break indiana jones and her break their way out of the well of souls to escape and marion goes first through this wall and then she kind of it's sort of this claustrophobic scene of her turning in every corner and basically these mummies coming face to face with these mummies and they all kind of topple on top of her and they actually had a little special feature of that and the behind the scenes footage and she was saying how claustrophobic and scary it was the fact that she was surrounded by these extremely real looking props and it was basically just her in this room with like 30 or 40 of these dead mummified corpses and they were filming from like above or on ladders and everything like that and she was saying that it was one of her and most difficult scenes to film i love her you met her right yeah very nice lady yeah she was like a she was like a mom it's always weird somebody that had a crush on for so long and you meet them and they're just like your mom yeah you're like, like well. what you got in the fanny pack <laughs> <Got> <laughs> it's like well sex. that's that i guess 
that I think the reason that that scene makes such an impact on me is because, as you know, Eric, I'm a real D head. <laughs> Jesus, I'm a real Disney head. Oh, I thought you were saying Allison Duty head. <laughs> I'm a real Duty Meister. <laughs> Uh, have ever ridden the great movie ride? May it rest Absolutely. in peace. There is a Indiana Jones scene. It's a it's a dark ride going through the history of film. The, you go through a mummy scene with a ton of mummies, very similar to what we see in Raiders of the Lost Ark, and they have glowing red eyes. And it's far more spookier. Your tour guide briefly explains how mummy movies of the 20s and 30s, the horror genre arising because he didn't have any of the rights to the Universal Monsters, so they had to use generic mummies. But you go from that scene straight into The Well of Souls and Raiders of the Lost Ark, and going on that ride as a kid, I always sort of linked the two, so it made sense. Indy! Eric, you're up to bat, sir. Well, what do you like from Raiders of the Lost Ark? There's a horror element that I like, and that is gore. Mm. And one of the most hostile-esque scenes, or Friday the 13th, cool kills. What's a cool way to kill a Nazi? And that's punching him until he basically gets chopped up by a giant airplane propeller. And that, once again, is Pat Roach. <laughs> you mentioned Friday the 13th. And that blood splatter on the Nazi symbol. Yes. Very much, yes. And Pat Roach is definitely the topless teen of the Indiana Jones trilogy. (laughs) And he is topless in that scene. Yes, he is. (laughs) So Indy's fighting him, obviously out of his match. Indy gets knocked down. Plane turns. The propeller goes behind uh, Pat Roach. And he covers up because he knows it's going to be another bloodbath. And it is. And the blood splatter onto the the disgusting Nazi flag. You don't see it. It's one of those scenes that you can imagine. Less is more, definitely. Like all the Jaws murders, basically. Yeah. Murders. I mean, Jaws attacks. (laughs) I I always can't imagine, like, Indiana Jones... Just fucking getting up and seeing that mangled body. <laughs> no, <laughs> on the ground, that getting back to stop. adventuring, and he would just be like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> just really reflect on what he's doing and the life that he's living. And one of my favorite things about that recently was uh, we watched Rears of the Lost Ark for the first time in uh, almost a decade. Yeah, almost a decade. Uh, a few weeks ago, and my favorite commentary that you made <laughs> when Indiana Jones the fight scene began, and you said. Indiana Jones fights like NWO Hogan. <laughs> because Indy pulls so much cheap moves and he like he pretends he sees something and then he tries to give him like a low blow. I just thought that was fucking hilarious that you said that. He fights like NWO he Hogan. Dirty, dirty Hogan. <laughs> Anytime you can bring up wrestling, do so. Raiders of the Lost Ark here, my last pick of a horrific scene, would definitely be the Great Ark of the Covenant reveal, where Marion and Indy have been captured, the Nazis have their giant video cameras, and they are ready to film the opening of the Ark of the Covenant, and it reveals nothing but sand at first, and then we are shown 
spooks? Beautiful spooks. Beautiful ghost women flying around as the Nazis look on in amazement until we are shown hideous, disfigured ghouls. Those poltergeist-looking ghosts are incredible. Think about the year. I'm an idiot. I didn't even make that connection. Think about the year that uh, Raiders came out. 1981, right? One of the most terrifying ones was when the beautiful ghost was wafting around and the face just decays and it comes at the camera. That scene was 10 years, 15 years ahead of its time. Yeah. Absolutely terrifying. I always thought that it was a good Crypt Keeper reveal when I was a kid. I always It, it reminded me of the Crypt Keeper when she turned into it. So what what do you think actually happened in that scene? The power of God shot through those Nazis and turned them into shriveled dicks. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the, the decaying scenes of Tote when his face melts. That special effect was just fucking insane. And that is basically the power of God, Old Testament style. If you know anything about the Old Testament, you don't fuck with the Ark. The Ark slipped when they were transporting it in the Bible. And someone tried, and one of the rules is don't touch the fucking Ark. Hmm. And one of the uh, people that were carrying the Ark tried to grab it from falling from the ground. And God struck him down, even though he was trying to protect it. And it's because God said, don't fuck with the Ark and listen to what I say. He was Old Testament. He was Samuel Jackson from Pulp Fiction. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. What, so you mentioned the face-melting scene with Belloc Tote and Gobbler, how their faces... So, Tote melted completely, Belloc's head exploded, and (laughs) Gobbler, who's the Nazis, one of the lead Nazi officers, he just basically turned into a crushed soda can. (laughs) (laughs) Those effects are amazing, and they completely steal the scene, and they become an iconic part of filmmaking history and special effects history. One of the things that I think is amazing, though, is watching all the Nazi henchmen get that light shot through them because they have so many special features on on those melting faces. But I think that light shooting through them and their faces igniting like they're being burned inside is pretty flawless looking for today. And they don't tell you anywhere on the DVDs or anywhere that how they do it exactly. Look something up. Yeah, I mean, that 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 effect was intense. That whole scene was intense, especially when Indy was yelling at Marion, Don't open your eyes, Marion! Don't look. And that's when he grabbed her boob. Did he? Yeah. He grabbed her boob. He just slipped it under that fucking silky white dress and just gave it a real good squeeze. That's not me. It's a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, that that whole scene was super intense with the music and all the way up to the arc cover just coming down. Powerful stuff. We are moving on to what might be our last stop, could it be, with Indiana Jones 1989's Last Crusade film. Chris, you're absolutely right. And Last Crusade, my personal favorite. And one thing that I want to talk about, not something that spooked me, 
but something that I thought was kind of funny and not spooky at all, and that's rats. Rats are not spooky. There's a sequence in that movie where Indy has to go to basically a catacomb underneath the uh, library in Alexandria. Am I correct there? And uh, is that Alexandria? Alexandretta. <laughs> Alexandretta. Alexandretta, of course. So he goes to the, to the library. There is a sequence with rats all over the place. The constant theme in these movies where Spielberg constantly puts things that are not really childish, basically, but they're not really scary. They're Creepy kinda... crawlies, that's creepy. the way I would say. He puts creepy crawly scenes. Right, and the rats. You go to a Halloween store, they have fake rats with red eyes. Yes. That's what he basically did. But to me, rats are not scary, but it was a nice, because I think they're cute. But there it was a nice little moment where they were crawling all over Elsa's hair and stuff. Yes. When they were underneath the uh, sarcophagus of the night. Rats make a lot of people crawl. And I, I think there's a difference between pet store rats and then your classic like sewer alley rats. sewer rats. Yeah. yeah, where the ones are huge and they have rabies and they're terrifying. Well, these ones didn't look like that. They no, cute. they were like pet store rats. They're yeah. kind of cute and, and well-kept. and Like scabbers from Harry Potter. Yeah, like yeah, where you're supposed to think it's cute. Or ratatouille. ratatouille. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I would definitely say when they lit the petroleum on fire and all those rats are freaking out and crawling in her hair like you mentioned. I wonder how they did that. Well, a lot of the rats were fake. Yes, yeah, so you could tell some of the ones. Because they're all are. just moving. They look like uh, bath toys. But w- one of the uh, scenes that always made me feel bad was when they were on the ledge. And they stepped on... <laughs> yeah. She stepped... It was, El- it was Elsa, yeah. Elsa I remember she had the stepped heels. on one of the rats and it squealed and like scurried away. <laughs> Gary moments for a rat in Indiana Jones <laughs> and the Last Crusade. I don't necessarily find rats terrifying. They're not something that makes me shiver or anything like that my cousin had a pet rat for a number of years that what i was would, his name that i would always play with uh dora and she was a fat rat you would just let her out of her cage and she'd crawl over you i mean crawl 90 degrees i don't know how they do it and she just leaves little poops everywhere on you but she was a cute rat and she was very friendly so i, yeah, I don't so really rats, I don't... rats are not spooky spielberg he did drop the ball in picking a creature. Well, rats were also later in the movie turned out to be uh, Henry Jones Sr.'s version of snakes. Yes, so I guess you're right because they use it as a gag. Yeah, played by Sean Connery. Hates rats. Right. I w- would have loved to have seen Connery have a scene with some rats because Connery doesn't really show fear in any movies. No, he has, he's very <laughs> uh, studious and very solid in his ways. Yes, he is. Even in the face of Nazis. Oh, rats. Junior, you did it. No, Dad, you did. Forty years. If only I could have been with you. There were rats, Dad. Rats? Yeah, big ones. All right, Eric, so my pick of true horror in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade would have to be when they go through the trials on their way to get the Holy Grail, and it would be the first trial, which we are introduced to by a soldier very nervously going through, and then his decapitated head just rolls out in front of their feet, and we don't know what the fuck did that, or what's in there, or anything. slice. Indiana Jones isn't necessarily a world where we see monsters and stuff like that. I mean, we have seen some art ghosts, and we've seen some human monsters, but... When that scene happened as a kid, seeing it for the first time, I remember thinking, for some reason, my head first went to... Michael Myers is in there. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be amazing. It went to a... Wampa! Wampa, 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 wampa! (laughs) Wampa! Wampa! 
It went to a wampa. Like, I thought, like, a fucking wampa was going to be right. there. Right, some sort of ancient monster. Yeah, ancient monster. And what happens is you, Indiana Jones went in there, and he basically found out that it's these, like, swooping blades that... The breath of God. The breath of God is the um, the trial is called, and Indiana Jones finds out that he kneels and everything like that. That's how he escapes it. He ducks the the blades and everything. I remember being very confused when I was younger because the like blades, shitty CGI. Yeah, the blades that are in motion compared to the blades that we see. Yeah, when they stopped, were extremely different. Yes, they were like classic Looney Tunes blades when they're in motion. <laughs> they totally were. Yeah, and then when so Indiana Jones escapes it, and then he stops and he looks back. And they almost look like UFOs. Like they look like yeah. flavored discs or something <laughs> that are that are embedded in the wall. And I was like, wait, did is that what he just escaped? It doesn't didn't look like it. So because of that, as a kid, I always thought that like there was something more to them. They were supposed to be something more than just regular blades, especially when the characters first walk through and the spider webs separate. Do you remember that? Yeah, absolutely. This the spider webs separate by themselves. It's the breath of God. It's like, what the fuck is it? And then you just see a decapitated head. So that is definitely a a horrific scene from uh, Last Crusade. And it was really tense, too, walking into that. I mean, you could tell that Indy was actually afraid, which is really cool. He's probably one of the most human action heroes out there. Uh, the other scene, leading right up to that, one scene that got me because just the depth of the fall, him crossing over to you know the leap of faith sequence, where he had to basically take that step of faith across this endless void. It was like Mortal Kombat endless demon world or whatever. Oh hell. yeah, it's a good way to describe it. The it outworld. Was, and then when he takes a step... Even as a kid, I swear to God, I always saw the outline. The, they did a really bad job with blending in uh, the action. I never stuff. seen it. To this day? I don't know till this day, but I haven't... I mean, you're talking about seeing that on VHS. I don't yeah. think I made it out. I always saw that. I would point it out to my dad because it looked so bizarre. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. It's one of those things. I almost so don't want to wa- see it now. Yeah, if you watch Last Crusade, you'll be able to see what Harrison Ford actually steps on. And it's like, I don't know what you call that. It was a bridge that they pa- that they painted over to look the, like the... That looked like the, yeah, the exact dimensions and, and the exact angle and perspective. An illusion. It was an illusion. Yeah, it was an optical right. illusion. Yeah. But that fall was so terrifying. And of course, that bridge leads into where the Holy Grail is, where we meet the Grail Knight. Yes. And Donovan, the at 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 operator, he was who in is Star Wars, yes. who is now a Nazi. Oh no, he's a, oh yeah, he was a secret Nazi, right? And then he was uh, then he graduated to be uh, the priest in Hot Fuzz. Oh, you're right. Yes. He was, and then he's randomly in Game of Thrones. Yes, too. he's in Game of Thrones. Man, that guy's acting career is very long and epic. And it makes sense because he is super old. Because we see him age. And what is my pick for another terrifying, horrific Last Crusade moment is when Donovan drinks the wrong 
Jesus mug, and he just aged like a hundred years in like seconds. Donovan is another archaeologist. He's very intelligent. Why would he think a poor carpenter would drink from a chalice of the god, literal chalice of the gods? Like, I would have picked something. I would never have picked that crappy cup was the real cup of Christ. I would have picked something less special. You would have met someplace in the middle? Yes. So you would have died either way. Yeah, I would have died is what I'm saying. (laughs) But you don't think the Grail Knight would say you chose poorly? You'd be like, well, he... He did better than I thought he would. <laughs> he did okay. <laughs> but you have to understand that Elsa gives him the cup. Elsa knew. She backstabbed him. She totally did, because then she gave Indy the right one. She fucking knew, because she yeah. had the hots for him. She was fine. <laughs> he drinks the cup, and what happens to that ugly fuck? Oh, man. They basically did, like, a stop motion on his face, where he aged profusely, and he turned into a creepy skeleton crypt keeper oh, man and when he grabs elsa that was, <laughs> my favorite was like when he was done completely aging and he was a skeleton he was shot back by a jet engine <laughs> <laughs> into a brick wall and shattered into a thousand feet as if it wasn't dramatic enough to age a thousand years in front of yeah, someone explode into mummy dust, dust. beginning of the vhs the coca-cola sequence yes the commercial yes with not harrison ford drink but yeah the sleep. woman gets up from watching last crusade she gets a tries to get a drink from her fridge and like the whole yeah. kitchen is booby trapped and indiana jones comes and saves her and man commercials were so much cooler they were they were movies they, they were, were short films. little production movies and real quick no one drinks rc that's like I drink RC. You like if you drink RC. You, well, that's because that's all your mom supplied back in high school. I remember. <laughs> um, but it's like you drink. Oh, I don't drink Mountain Dew. I drink Surge, Lemon Rush. <laughs> <laughs> that's a dollar store brand. Mount Smash. <laughs> While you're up, would you get me a soft drink? You must choose. Choose wisely. Discover the one-calorie real cola taste worth leaving Pepsi for. Diet Coke. You have chosen wisely. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, now available on video cassette. Catch the adventure with a Diet Coke. Well, Eric, we seem to be done with the Indiana Jones trilogy. 1981 to 1989. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Temple of Dune. Last Crusade. That is where the saga of Indiana Jones ends. No, Chris, we're not done yet. You forgot about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And we forget about the 2008 motion picture, the fourth film in the Indiana Jones 
quad quadrilogy. Quadrilogy is it called? Yeah, man, the hype behind that. Me and Chris were amped. We were following the news on Raiders.net. We were listening to the indie cast like crazy. And eventually, Chris got early screening <laughs> tickets, and he didn't fucking take me. I will never forgive you. I had segments on the indie cast. You did have segments. I did have video game segments on the Indiana Jones podcast. I forgot about podcast. that. Podcasting. That was 10 years ago. That Over was. 10 years ago. I totally forgot about that. The IndieCast is the premier Indiana Jones podcast. There's it's been going Ed strong, Dallister too. Is, Ed Dallister is a uh, jack-of-all-trades. You all got to listen to it. It's He's fantastic. doing the Lord's work over he at is the IndieCast. And I can't wait for them to kick off with actual Indie 5 mm. nuggets. That's Now it we just, just got to wait for the media to start releasing some stuff. Shit, yeah. So Indiana Jones Ford, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull... We were super amped. I mean, this was an adventure almost 20 years in the making of just constantly thinking, planning your own adventure about what you wanted, and then was finally released. And that's about it. Thank you for joining us for this episode. (laughs) No, we got to talk about it. It's not like The Last Jedi where it was just, what the fuck? It was unexpected at times and a little bit disappointing in other times. But overall, it was an Indiana Jones movie. There are a couple scenes in there that were with some spooky aspects. Not a lot, actually. No, we could um, try to salvage it, though. I mean... One of the scenes that I enjoyed right off the bat would through is the Cemetery Warriors. The Cemetery war- Warriors that knew fucking Kung Fu. They had skull masks, human skull masks, which is crazy. Uh, God knows how they got their human skull masks. The establishing shot for that scene when they first arrived at the cemetery... Right, you're like, we're in, it looks like we're in some haunted graveyard. Oh, yeah, it was a classic cemetery i mean they had lightning going on in the background wind. and they had wind and it was and like a classic tree, spooky. tree branches <laughs> dead tree it was like a, yeah and actually one of those cemetery warriors was played by ernie rays jr who was donatello in the original ninja turtles movie and he was kino the pizza boy in the second ninja turtles movie he's still working and he got to fight indiana jones one of the ninja turtles finally the crossover of my life ninja <laughs> turtles versus indiana jones happened and i didn't even know but the uh the sequence was awesome one of the scenes during that sequence was, it, was when was it awesome eric was the well it was cool yeah it was neat could have been better in theory it was awesome but the scene itself was lacking theory is something that you can't really prove this actually happened it's not a theory it's a solution it didn't actually happen it was fiction no you're saying a theory it's not in theory it it played out yes in theory indiana jones visiting a creepy eric there's a new scene in indiana jones it could have been better where he visits an old creepy cemetery and fights cemetery guards you saw the movie without me (laughs) And I'll see it a thousand times without you again, you son of a bitch. (laughs) So that sequence, you know, it could have been a lot better. But one of the scenes I liked, Indy blew back the blow dart into the Cemetery Warrior's throat. Oh shit, I forgot about that. That was disgusting. So Indy murdered a native. They were attacking him. He didn't have to. He could have just smashed a rock over. You got to do what you got to do. Oh, because that's so much better. Oh, he pulled out a gun and fired it in the air, and they all ran away. But except for he had to continue his serial killer streak. <laughs> Are there any brutal murder scenes in Crystal Skull? He, he punched a guy. He punched Dovchenko. Dovchenko uh, into a pile of dumb ants. <laughs> that... Think about that sentence. Indiana Jones punched the lead. Soviet baddie into a 
pile of sentient ants. I did think that when Kate Blanchett smashed the ants with her knees and all that green pus got all over the camera. That was gross. That that was good. She could smash my... No, she could smash me? She could smash me between her knees any day. Eh, I guess that'd be pleasurable. Grave robbers will be shot. Good thing we're not grave robbers. darker side of Indiana Jones, there's something that really struck me during this conversation, and I quickly had to Google it. Mm. And that's basically Indiana Jones is essentially a murderer or serial killer, if you will. He has a kill count that, according to The Raven, they estimate to be over a hundred people. Now, if I go to Screen Rant's 15 Deniliest Horror Characters, number 9, Hannibal Lecter, 23. Leatherface, 31. Freddy Cougar has a kill count of 42. Indy easily surpasses Chucky. Indy easily surpasses Victor Crawley in the Hatchet series. Number 2, 111, Michael Myers. Those kills were from the first... Three From the original Indiana trilogy, Jones that's movies. not including yeah. killing Soviets. Yeah, and, so and, I mean, there uh, may be a couple more dozen to add yeah. for Crystal Skull. 160 kills for Jason Voorhees in the Friday the 13th saga. The rough body count for Indy, we have 60 in Raiders, 50 in Temple of Doom, and 35 in Last Crusade. Wow. And that's not including, like you said, Crystal, or any of the young Indiana Jones saga. So, is Indiana Jones more of a slasher character? He uses a machete. He uses a machete. He uses a whip. He hung somebody in Temple of Doom with his whip. He hung a thuggy cult. He is a crafty killer. A better way to kill peasants, thuggy cults, Nazis. I mean, Nazis are still people, right? What I mean by people is they're flesh and blood. You can kill them. They're human beings, yes. Right, so he's doing it. And he even tells Elsa in Last Crusade, all I have to do is squeeze. (laughs) With his bare, manly, cabinet-building hands. In retrospect, Indiana Jones is a monster. And I think out of all the monsters and madmen and mutants that we've covered throughout the 18-plus episodes of this podcast, I think it was all leading up to this. I think it was leading up to the fact that Henry Jones Jr. Oh, God. Is a fucking monster. Indiana Jones, you gotta say his name three times in the mirror, (laughs) and he's coming at you in a New York minute. Fortune and Gory. That's the title of the episode, Fortune and Gory. What do you think? I think that somebody believes the good luck rock from this village... Is one of the lost Shankara stones. What is Shankara? Fortune and glory, kid. Fortune and glory. Thank you.
Speaking of horror in Indiana Jones, wasn't there a supposed alternate opening for Last Crusade that involved a haunted castle? Oh my god, you're totally right. So when George Lucas was originally pitching an idea for a third Indiana Jones film, he wanted to do a haunted castle movie. He wanted a classic... I guess, I don't know the influence. There's not much information beyond that. I don't know if he would have went like a hammer horror route or he would have went a a classic sheeted ghost wailing (laughs) route. But pitched it to Steven Spielberg who who said that after doing Poltergeist, he did not want to do another paranormal haunted movie. So he asked for another idea, which was the Holy Grail. They they compromised, and they they basically made the, uh, the that Nazi castle in Last Crusade that was inspired by it. Yes, they did get the castle, but it was not haunted by ghosts. It was haunted by Nazis. Nazis. I hate these guys. So we're we're talking Indiana Jones here, and I want to know: you can create an Indiana Jones movie, but it's got to be horror themed. What mm. would you do? That's broad. The thing is that he's such an adaptable character that you can have a ghost movie, you could have vampire movie, you could well, have in the young Indiana Jones creature books, movie. He encountered ghosts. I would love to see uh, Indiana Jones take on Dracula. Ooh, Christopher Lee CGI. I would go like heavily influenced Hammer horror, Christopher Lee style. Yeah, Dracula. I would take that haunted castle idea. And I would put Indy trying to get something, and it's in the hands of Count Dracula. And so just go full ridiculous. I like it. Now, I'm going to take a step backwards. I'm going to you know, put Indy in the 30s, back in the 30s. And uh, I'm going to have him go back to the jungle and have him find an ancient relic. I don't know what it would do that's basically guarded by Creature of the Black Lagoon type of creature. Mm. That would be cool. And it would be like Indiana Jones... The Lost City of Z or something, you know, that whole epic. That would be pretty cool. I would love to see that. That sounds good as well. I wonder what we're actually going to get now. In Indiana Jones 5, they're doing it 100%, unless Harry dies. Uh, Harry Uh, Ford. Don't say that. He can't die. He's a superhuman. Now, dare to cross forbidden boundaries to the ultimate adventure. Come on! more than a ride. It's real. Now your fears have a name. The Indiana Jones Adventure. New at Disneyland. I mean, we're talking about Indiana Jones 5, but there's a lot of undiscovered Indiana Jones adventures that we haven't talked about. And there's a lot more horror-themed. Just to name something off the top of my head, I mean, you named those young Indiana Jones the books. I was obsessed with those. So when I was a kid, my parents gave me every single one of those. And I and I introduced yes. those to you, and I gave you a couple, I yes, believe. Yes, you did, yeah. Including the Max McCoy uh, adult novels as well. Yeah, still in my collection. There was also the Army of the Dead, I believe, that came out in 2008. Yes, and I never got to read that. Which was basically Indiana Jones taking on a zombie army. And Air Eric, you actually discovered something not too long ago that you brought to my attention. Being, you know, hardened fans of Dr. Jones and exploring, you know, Chris exploring the forums and all sorts of avenues. There's not uh, much that surprises exactly. us when it comes to indie. There is something that we discovered today that blew my mind. There is a series of find your own adventure, read your own adventure game books or Indiana Jones for young readers. And it's written by R.L. Stein, pre-Goosebumps. So in 1984, 
Uh, he wrote, R.L. Stein wrote a fucking book called Indiana Jones and the Curse of Horror Island. Here's the synopsis. Look how cool this is. Will you and Indiana Jones uncover the secret of the curse of the Horror Island? Such an R.L. Stein thing. It's your summer vacation. While your friends go to camp and travel with their families, you embark on an exciting journey with your cousin, Indiana Jones, <laughs> the great archaeologist. To the distant Coral Sea, you are bound for Horror Island in search of a priceless ebony idol. But legend has it that the island is cursed and many who go there never live to return. What will happen to you? I was a huge fan of Read Your Own Adventure books when it came to Star Wars. So there's Indiana Jones and the Curse of Horror Island, Indiana Jones and the Cult of the Mummy's Crypt. So two ancient mummies have been stolen from the Egyptian room of the National Museum. Its curator, Marcus Brody, wants Indiana Jones to travel to Cairo to retrieve them. So you'll have to be pretty tough to help Indiana Jones uncover the cult of the mummy's crypt. My cousin, Indiana Jones. Yes. So yeah, Chris, we discovered that R.L. Stein, these read your own adventure books that we never knew existed. They sound amazing. I'd love to definitely purchase one. And just for nostalgic sake... Thumb through it and see how much fun it was. Choose my own adventure with my cousin, Dr. Jones. Indy, over here. Indiana Jones at your service, Toad. Ah! <laughs> Indiana Jones and other action figures, new from Raiders of the Lost Ark Collection, each sold separately. Watch him, Cairo, swordsman. Yeah, watch my swing. Nice. All downhill from here, swordsman. You'll be sorry, Jones. Tricky again, Toad. Indiana Jones, Tote, and Cairo Swordsman action figures, each sold separately from Raiders of the Lost Ark Collection, new from Kenner. Well, Eric, I'm super happy that we got to incorporate something like Indiana Jones, something so near and dear to our hearts, a passion of ours for so long, into our little horror podcast here. And I think that upon discussing all of this and Indy's adventures with you, it's pretty easy to say that uh, this is a pretty terrifying, very violent man. Absolutely. If murder had a name... It must be Indiana Jones. He's got quite the body count behind him. It makes Freddy Krueger and... Jason. And Jason and everybody... Leatherface. Blo- and Leatherface. The- Freddy and yes. Oh, it's, it makes him blush. It's it's kind of sad now looking back at one of your childhood heroes and realizing the cold-blooded killer that he is. This is almost as bad as Chris Benoit. Whatever happens in Indy 5, we know three things. Harry Ford is back. Spielberg and Lucas is back. And the kill count will... Rise. Maybe he'll get the number one. The, the only enemy that he has would be nuclear war or Skynet. Perhaps Indiana Jones fights nuclear war in the next <laughs> one. <laughs> Well, Eric, I am looking forward to a new year of delicious podcast episodes with you, delivering horror from beyond the grave with our little podcast we have. Is there anything in particular you're looking forward to this year? 
Uh, yes, actually I am. We are going to be engaging in more straight-out horror films. We can space it out. we got a long year. We're going to have a lot definitely. of episodes. And I am looking forward to sink my fangs into the goodness. I think this year we're going to switch it up. I think we're going to bring in some guests. I also want to talk about real horror, supernatural stuff, and more shock episodes. Ooh, yeah. But, uh, Chris, I'm tired. you got a long drive home. I am. I'm very tired as well. Um, but, as always... You can contact us any way you would like through our various ways of contacting, such as Twitter, Facebook, and the It's Alive Podcast.com website. As always, we will be here as often as we can, broadcasting from beyond the grave. And we thank you so much for joining us on our horrific adventure through the Indiana Jones saga. We will be back with much more new and exciting episodes of the It's Alive Podcast. I am Eric, and this is your co-host, Chris. And we hope you have a whip-cracking good time, ladies and gentlemen. And with that being said, play us off, Chris.